Schumacher Racing and Will Speed, the companies that keep us on air every week and lovingly throw us a couple of prizes at Christmas. And speaking of Schumacher Racing, this week we've got none other than Mark Musgrove, or Muz as everyone loves to call him around the scene. Schumacher's number one sales rep. How you doing, Mark? You okay? Yeah, good evening, guys. All is good, thank you. Hope uh, hope you're both doing well as well. Yeah, really good. So let's jump straight in then. And seeing as me and Russ were both last racing together at Workshop, we wanted to touch on something that Rob Fox mentioned, and it was a little bit of delving into the history of Worksop because he did mention it briefly, but you were one of the pivotal guys in pretty much bringing that club back from, well, from the dead, really. Yeah, um, Worksop obviously uh, used to be very popular many years ago. Uh, the Allcroft family ran it. Um, there was off-road there, there was uh, on-road as well with uh, touring cars on uh, slick tyres. Um, so that, that all happened and then uh, everything pretty much stopped and, and the club, um, you know, was shut down. Uh, and the rumour was the, the venue um, had basically changed the floor, so, you know, the floor in there and the, the unique surface that they'd got. Um, so everything sort of went quiet. No one really thought a lot about it. Um, and then a few years went, went by. I can't remember how many uh, it was. Um, and a few of us was just, you know, you reminisce and talk about things back in the day and all that kind of thing. Um, Leon Morel, uh, you, you two are obviously uh, aware of and you, you know of him from the, uh, from the racing scene. Um, he lives, you know, not too far away from, from there. Um, and he got in touch with me, and I think he'd been to do a, a job or something had happened at the arena, and he had to go and fit some new carpet or something uh, happened at the time. Uh, he got in touch with me and said, uh, you know, Leon's like Tiger. Uh, been, been to that workshop venue, and the flooring's still as it was when it was left before, basically. Um, so all the rumours of having a new floor at the time, something had fell through or, you know, something didn't happen with it all. Um, so the floor, the floor was still as it was. Um, so, oh, what a shame! You know, the the club stopped and, and everything. Uh, spoke to a few people in in the know, uh, some of the local guys there, and there was huge interest. You know, to try and do something to bring the club back again. Um, so yeah, me and Leon got our heads together. Um, spoke to a few other guys and you know, put some money in to, to get things up and running. Um, and you know, got decoder systems and got laptops and uh, trap markings and there's so much to buy for a club when you first start something like that. It's it's massive, um, which a lot of people probably don't realise. Um, yeah, and then we we did it, and because we didn't know what it was going to be like the, for the first meeting back there, um, we did it as off road and on road combined because the venue costs. Uh, you know, these venues are pretty high to. Uh, the prices to hire them so to make sure we made uh, made you know made the uh, the numbers add up we decided to allow off-road and on-road and the track was integrated to uh, to have some jumps and then some sections without any jumps for the touring cars to go uh, booked everyone in on the morning pretty much and i remember a massive queue of people there and you know we had all sorts of people there from 
onward, you know, Ben Cosgrove, Ollie Jeffries, Chris Granger. Um, I think even Andy Moore was there at that time. And then off-road, you've got, you know, Neil Cragg, Paul Bradby and, uh, you know, James Halliwell. So many people turning up from, from off-road as well. Um, so I can't remember the exact numbers we had, but, you know, we sort of found out it was super, you know, super popular and everybody you know, was itching to, to go again with it all. That, that bit of nostalgia always helps, doesn't it? When you've got some quick boys that have raced there before and they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go. I mean, going kind of jumping ahead to last weekend and the, the, the round before that, um, we were looking at it and last weekend, obviously, one one A finalist booked out uh, last minute, um, but there was six of the the people on that roster at the last one were yeah. European A finalists. Yeah, and absolutely. the round before, it was eight of them were European A finalists. The yeah. two that weren't European A finalists, one was Johnny Skidmore, who's a world A finalist, just in a different class. Mm-hmm. And his brother, let's be honest, isn't any slouch as he will. So that's right. Yeah. The the level of competition is you know, I mean, for what is effectively a club series, it, it, is there a is there a bigger club series in terms of competition level? Probably not. I mean, at, at one point, uh, you know, we, we did used to say we was one of the the biggest you know club series throughout the UK and Europe as well. Uh, going back to pre-COVID times, we've run you know, 15, 16 heats there. Um, I think that first meeting we probably had 18 or 19 heats, something like that. Um, but we quickly realised we had to go one way or another. It had to be off-road or on-road because trying to, you know, integrate it with two uh, different classes just didn't didn't work. There was too many people there for the start, and um, you know the the jumps and that was blocking some of the views from the touring car guys and and stuff. So that's why we decided off-road was the way to to go with it. And it, as you've just said, we get you know people from all over, all over the country. Obviously, some guys come overseas as well. Um, EOS was was great we had there. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a unique surface and great that the the top guys like to come to it. it adds adds to the atmosphere and people like the competition as well, don't they? Yeah, I think if you, if you're, I don't want to sound like I'm playing down people who just like going having a club race with their friends if that's what you're into you know fair play to you, yeah that's cool but I think if you're at heart a racer racer who wants to see where you stack up against the best in the world works mm-hmm. off over the winter is one of the, the premier things to go to isn't it you, you know I don't yeah. think there was any I'm not saying obviously I know everyone races at their own level I'm not talking bad of anyone but you know the quality of drivers are there it was you know I, I was saying to Chris last week you know I, I was in the e final and I didn't come home thinking oh I was I did rubbish <laughs> you know the quality yeah. of the drivers yeah. that were there was, were, were unreal you know you know absolutely six, I mean we get... six heats of each class there was some serious 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 dri- driving skills there yeah yeah, some people get very frustrated sometimes and do, you know, do make their thoughts known to me sometimes. You know, the, you know, why am I in the bottom heat again? You know, I'm, I've given you my ability and the local club, I win and I'm, you know, always in the top three in the A final. Yeah. And then they get frustrated because they come to workshop 
and they're either in the bottom heat or just out of the bottom heat. Um, yeah. That's the level of competition that we've we've got, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what shows the level of competition. Mm-hmm. We all know how good Carl Marsden is. Yeah. B-final. Yeah, although Carl is, as he'll admit himself, uh, you know, not as fast as he as he used to be on a single lap, but mega consistent and, uh, you know, steady Eddie, as we sometimes say. Um, but he gets two good, solid runs in, and other people make these mistakes, and you can quite often see Carl lining up, you know, eighth or ninth in the, in the main as well with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And he was struggling to make... Yeah. I mean, at one point, I had a joke with him about, come on, Carlos, you can't be BQ. <laughs> and then he's like, mate, I'm trying. <laughs> and he was like... And he just went down, I think, in the end. He was like B3 or B4 or something like that. And it, yeah. was, just, it was just like, you know... But that I can't is, remember what that the points... Yeah, I can't remember what the point score was to get into the A, but it's it's normally something like around 14 points, which, you know, if you look at that as an average, you've got to get two sevens in, in rounds or, you know, something along those lines to make the A. It's, uh, it is it is very, very tough. Yeah, I think the nice thing is it's a bit of a different, I've said this before, it's a, it's a lot of it, it's a different pace to the eyeballs on stalks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, aspect of carpet racing and I really like that not that it's still not fast and very skillful Mm -hmm. it's just a different set of skills yeah yeah I think that's another reason a lot of people you know do comment on it and do like it because it teaches you to drive and learn you know what that uh, throttle does with with your car Um, you can't just jump on the gas as you come out of a, a corner and you know it's like velcro on carpet sometimes and you know sticks to the track so you've got to use that finesse and you know gentle uh, you know just just be steady with the progression of the the throttle you jump on the gas and you're going to you know go around in a donut probably so what's the future looking like for workstop is it you got any more big events planned any more EOSs we can drag some secrets uh, out of you for I don't honestly know. <laughs> We've got the, the future's great from the, the club perspective. Uh, we're definitely do, doing another series, which will, we've got one more round um, to go, which is the end of um, March. We've moved the, moved the date now due to clashing uh, with the MKGP that they announced it was on the same date as Workshop, but obviously we'll discuss that uh, later on. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got that round, and then we start again in uh, October. Um, so October 23 um, will be the start of the next round of the series, uh, and then that will you know progress through till March. Whether we get an EOS or a big event, um, I have got a weekend booked at the venue once again, like we had at the EOS. Um, I was in talks with the EOS guys about doing another event uh, unfortunately the numbers didn't add up from their point of view uh, you know one set of tires um, limits the number of tire sales of course from for them as organizers um, they've got a lot of overheads obviously Scotty coming over from America um, you know all the other prizes trophies they do all that kind of stuff um, cost money and I think the main the main killer to it was four-wheel drive entries was down quite a bit 
Um, two-wheel drive was was very very good, um, but we needed some more in four-wheel. But a lot of people spoke about it since and said, if we do another one, they will come to it. Lots of people felt they missed out because they saw the coverage. There was at work, they hadn't took time off. So I think numbers, if we do a, another one, will be even higher. Um, but I saw the dates was announced for the EOS and there wasn't any mention of workshop. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's a definite or whether this, you know, sometimes they do add dates in as they go. Uh, but I think it's very unlikely with the, the EOS. Um, but I did, uh, did talk to Scott Yearns before. He had a fantastic time, really enjoyed the venue, enjoyed the track. Um, you know, everything was, was awesome, as, as he put it there. And he would love to come and do another event with us. So uh, even if we don't do an EOS, maybe we do a big weekend, get Scotty over and, you know, get uh, William White, Raceway One, doing some coverage and things as well. Um, and, it, you know, it won't be an EOS, so we might not get so many uh, overseas drivers, but, you know, get a big event on with, with Scotty there, um, if possible. So, yeah, we've got, got things that, you know, will happen. We're just going to, uh, you know, finalise a few plans and then decide, you know, which way we go with it all. No, that sounds good. And hopefully, even if it's not in the OS, we do get a, a bit of a bank holiday weekender type thing there again. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, That'd be awesome. So, speaking of big names coming over from across the pond and here there and everywhere yeah. uh schumacher have been a bit busy with the signings in silly season weren't you yeah we was quite busy and kept a few things close to our chest and quiet which was was very difficult to do but uh was was good and i think surprised a few people as well with uh, um with things so uh yeah got some got some great signings obviously already got a got a strong team um, Michael Olawski stayed with us. There was no question that he was leaving or anything. Uh, there's rumours always. Um, you know, Michael's off here and there and everywhere, but he, you know, he, he's very loyal to us, gets on really well with us all and you know, part of the Schumacher family. Um, so he, you know, great for him to, to stay on, drop Champlain as well. And then um, obviously uh, Daniel Kovovic. And then we added added to it with uh, the signings of Lee Martin, Ryan Cavallari, uh, and uh, uh, Daniel Chavez. Zeke Bollinger, obviously, had on last week. Uh, he was great on the podcast to to hear Zeke. He's a he's a unique guy, and uh, yeah, very very fast on track as well, which is it's amazing how he does everything. Yeah. I was really happy to see. Um... I mean, it was it was nice you got you know the big the big American news and all that but yeah. like, i gotta say it was nice to see um lee coming to schumacher yeah uh-huh. um and watching him at workshop after not even really running the four-wheel drive apparently he got it handed to him on the morning yeah. it might have been by trish and to see That's how quick right. he took to the yeah. car i mean you know I, i've said for quite a while when you've got all these new young kids coming through you know, you like to, the Hall brothers, Ben Smith, you know, you've got, you know, uh, Ben Simpson, the Saunders boys. Um, yeah. All of the sort of old guard had seemed to have sort of, a, apart from the obvious one, been sort of pushed to the wayside. There was mm-hmm. only really Neil that was still putting up a fight. Um, yeah. 
But then all of a sudden, it was like Lee, Lee had got these new cars, bit of, maybe a bit of renewed enthusiasm, a bit of support maybe that he wasn't getting with the Yokono yeah. team, you know, some ideas to bounce around. And it was like, oh, Lee's back. This is yeah. going to be fun now. So now you've got yeah. Lee and Neil taking it to the to these young kids that are coming through. And exactly, yeah. It, re- it reignites their, you know, they've always got the passion there. They've always got that, you know, part that they're, you know, a winner and they want to win. They don't want to finish second or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the motivation from Lee was was unreal when, when he was, you know, first joining us. Um, and it still is now. You know, he's, he's itching to get to the track. To, you know, he's got great support from Trish and the rest of the team. And, you know, they're going to work, work really well together. So maybe, um, you know, these youngsters coming through, maybe for the older guard and the older guys, like you're saying, having a, having a change of teams and that might be the secret recipe at some point. For I think it's, some it's, one, it's just nice to see them. Um, it's like, as much as none of us want it to happen, yeah. we all know that at some point there's going to be that, that torch past where the, the kids are just always yeah. going to be faster. And yeah. You know, Robin Hood was see... one of the, the first points, wasn't it? I mean, look, yeah, at, yeah. look at, you know, the guys battling to scrape in the back of the A. We would have never predicted any of that, would we? Yeah. And I just think it's nice. It's almost like that. All right, we know it's happening, but we yeah. ain't going down without a fight. That's right. If you want it, yeah. you're not getting given it. You've got to work for it. Sure. Um, and you you talk to to Craig, uh, you know Lee Martin, um, Cavalieri, you know all these sort of guys. They're like you said, they're they're still not going down without a fight, and you know they're going to make the youngsters really work for it. Yeah, I think I think from a fanboy perspective, who's seen, you know, obviously big fan of the younger kids that are coming through and seeing what they are doing and how they're just sort of taking the sport and pushing it and pushing it to new levels faster and faster. Yeah. But then as a fanboy of watching Neil and Lee battle it out for sort of 13 combined Euros between them and, you know, countless national championships, national mm-hmm. wins, you know, a world title. Yeah. Part of me just wants to, I just don't want them to lose <laughs> as much as I love them. <laughs> going forward, I'm like, no, don't. Well, they've even shared some titles at national level, haven't they, before Lee yeah. and Neil? So let's let's see what happens this year, you know, coming up, because it's it's going to be mega competitive for sure at the nationals, isn't it? Well, yeah. It, um, I think I was talking to Paul Ainsco, who was handling the receipt of the entries. Um, yeah. And is it on average 186 entries per, is it per class? Per event, or is it a rough event? But anyway, it's I'm not. Sure. It's very, it's very high, and obviously oversubscribed as we've uh, as we've seen. So, you know, fantastic from a national point of view, and you know, be really good from a regional perspective as as well. Because if people can't get into the nationals, which I'm sure there is going to be some disappointed people this year, just because of the sheer numbers. Um, unless we, uh, you know, unless we was to do some changing rules at some point, and we. We run till even later in the evening, of course, having more people there. But um, you know, at the minute, as it is, there's going to be quite a few disappointed people, and that'll be very good from a regional you know, point of view and perspective for people to to get back to doing some of that racing, which will be be great to see. Yeah, I mean, the to to put it in to kind of a bit of perspective for people, I think there is even 
four-wheel drive reserve lists at Boughton. Yeah, yeah. Which I is like every, everyone is at the minute, isn't it? I think for four wheel as well. Yeah, but I mean, like Robin Hood, there's always a reserve list for every class. Yeah. As long as you're yeah. on, we've got two of them. You know, Mendip, it's it's quite a travel for some of the northern yeah. guys. Torch, um, mm-hmm. they're they're all packed. Like yeah. every one of them is literally a reserve list. So yeah. I just think it's it's brilliant. I mean. Some, we're ordering something right on the uh, on the on the VRC, obviously uh, tent committee and running the events. You know, people's obviously enjoying themselves and, and liking it, which is which is you know what we all do it for, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. When four wheel drive wasn't as popular at nationals, it was in one sense it was alright. We all got home early on a Sunday. Yeah, but now we're gonna have to be uh, keeping on it, aren't I, from a timekeeping perspective? Else we're <laughs> yeah. we're going to be having a few uh, a few late comers into to work on Monday morning. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> If only you had an Excel spreadsheet that could be adjusted on the fly and uh, used for the timing. Yes. Nice, but, can I ask a question about your, your signings before we get too far far, far away from that, yeah. that subject? How do you go about signing Cavalieri, like, you know, the legend, a legend in the sport? How Do you just drop him a message and go, oi, what, what are you up to next year? Or... Or, is it, or like cloak drop, and dagger over, two, a, over years and years and years. Just drop a proposed uh, contract into a Facebook Messenger and say, "What do you think of this? Do you want to sign, or are you happy where you are?" Oh no! Um, but no, all, <laughs> no, all, all, all joking aside, um, Cavalieri, as well as some other names, which I'm not going to uh, mention at the minute for obvious reasons, with them, you know, within their own teams and and things. Um, you'd be surprised at the kind of names and the people that do look what else is available in silly season as they call it or yeah. you know it's normally before it gets to silly season we all you know we all know in the industry of, of what's happening way before that kind of you know time happens with a lot of them but not, not always the case um yeah drivers you know can contact people very easily the uh, in social media you know uh, messenger facebook whatsapp there's so many ways to, to contact people nowadays. Um, and obviously, in, in the grand scheme of things, we're a, a fairly small niche market uh, yeah. uh, you know, with everybody. Um, but yeah, Cavalieri's messaged me uh, in the past. Nothing's ever managed to quite line up, mainly because of the situation we've got with having 10-scale cars and not having 8-scale cars. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know exactly what what went off with with things this year or well, last year as it obviously was now in the uh, the end of uh, 22. Um, but yeah, Cavalieri messaged me and we had a few messages with, the, with each other. He's, he's been on about coming to Worktop before. Um, EOS was one of the events we was looking at, and you know any other events. And then we we just got you know talking about things, and one thing led to another. Um, he decided he wanted to, to see if anything might be available with us. Um, it wasn't a case that you know we go poaching these drivers from teams that some people you know think is cloak and daggers and stuff like that, as, as you sort of say. Um, so yeah, we we sort of had a, had a chat, and then things were looking good from our point of view. But then of course Ryan needed a an eight deal to make it work as a complete package for yeah. him, um, and then obviously he got his got his eight deal with WRC, and then um, lined things up to run their eight cars and our 10th platform 
Um, and again, he's, he's another one, super motivated, super excited about things, having a change of team. Um, these guys really like to work with the engineers. So having Trish hands-on like he does, designing the cars, and working with our you know, other guys that we've got at the factory, um, and actually listening to drivers and you know doing things. You can't do everything the driver wants because you know they they want everything yesterday kind of thing as as we know. Um, but to try and work together um, gives you the whole package, and you know that that doesn't get ignored by people in other teams. So they see what's happening with Michael. They see the results from Brock and how Trish is working with them and. Some of the guys, you know, want want to be part of that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Trish doesn't mind travelling you know, either, does he? So, you know, he's no. he, 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 all. I, mean, I saw him picture him on a plane today. Actually, I heading out to America. Exactly. With Michael and me. Yeah. I was just going to say to you, as as we're recording this now, obviously uh, by the time it comes out, they'll they'll be there. But um, they're on an aeroplane as we speak, heading to the um, Desert uh, Classic. Yeah. Um, event this this weekend, Arizona. Yeah, hobby action. And I mean, of course, going back to, to Lee joining, a lot of people don't realise that Lee and Trish have known each other for years. Didn't they go yeah. to school together? They did, yeah. And I've, so, I've, uh, I've seen some of the uh, the embarrassing school photos with the hairstyles of them when they were both reminiscing with each other when, when Lee had joined back up with us and uh, the chat started and the banter and things. So, uh, yeah, they've they've known each other for many years. Um, and again, you know, like you said, you know, Lee, you know, uh, gets on well with Trish, and I, I know I'm always going to, you know, back him being one of our drivers, but he's going to be one certainly to watch out for at any event. Um, you know, and, and Brock and Cavallari, Orlowski, Kovovic, any of these guys on their day can can you know really do the business. We've obviously got Worlds Warm Up coming up later in the year, and the Worlds itself. So it's going to be very, very tough to get results at these events, as we know, with the level of drivers. I mean, we discussed Worksop earlier, and you look at these worlds, you've got 30 drivers probably who could potentially make the main, and 15 of them might win it sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got a, a very strong team gone to Desert Classic, get some get some knowledge, get some running on the track where the, where the world is going to be. So we'll see see what happens with it all. It is. It's good to see a strong team being built and and pushed and having something developed. And no, it is. It's, it's nice yeah. to see, and it's good to see a bit of progression. Um, the other thing a lot of people don't realise is, you know, the the kind of cost involved with all this sort of stuff. So, you know, we are Schumacher Racing. We are, you know, as it says in in the title, we are a racing company. So we need to to go to these events. We haven't got you know loads of ready to run stuff like other companies have to fall back on. So racing is is what you know what we're about. So we need to develop the cars. If the cars aren't quite where they need to be, we need to improve them. And as as we all know, it's it's constantly moving all the time. Um, development is always happening, and, and new things coming through. Um, so hopefully, yeah, the guys can can develop things with Trish, uh, give him good feedback, and vice versa, and yeah, make us make us even stronger. And you know, having these big signings in the states and that as well is is another step forward into the American market for us. Yeah. Speaking of new things, well done on the new Schumacher mini pin slash ridge pin tire. 
the one. Yeah, the new Richmond, yeah. Mate, yeah. well done. I know it's like four years too late, but I'm glad it's finally here. No more, no more. <laughs> what are you going to do with your Dremel now, Ross? I don't know. He's going to retire. I think I'm going to retire it. I'm going to retire it. No, no more, no more trimming off spikes. And well, obviously we still have to have a little nibble on the rears. But yeah, mate, you've you literally yeah. just get them out of the pack and whack them on. They're done. Well done. Absolutely. You can maybe run them on, run them on the rear if you want. If you've got too much grip with a mini pin. Yeah, get that rotation in. Nah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Make it a bit like workshop all over yeah. again for you with it. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, mate, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant, tire, brilliant tire. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well no, thank you. Well, well, well done. It goes. It goes to show as well to everybody. You know, we're always listening, taking in feedback. Um, we can't always react to things overnight, as people you know expect you to. Everything takes takes time, but uh, yeah, get there get there in the end, as you said. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be great. From doesn't really affect me much because I don't you know do much with with eights, but um, for you know many people that do race eights, it's it's a godsend, isn't it? We know how much time it takes for chopping off you know pins or Dremlin or whatever you want yeah. to do with them. Well, you, so, you know, um, like, honestly, a lot less mess for you as well. It is. It's, it's a hell of a lot less, and, and I won't down to, but I'm not blowing my nose in the next couple of days with black black um, rubber dust coming yeah. out of it so yeah yeah, absolutely brilliant mate well done well done they, they are yeah. um, the 8th eight, the scene are, are, are raving about them so yeah that should be, should be good they, there's, there's huge demand on them as, as we'd expect um, but they are you know heading out to many uh, hobby shops all over the yeah. the world um, yeah. before we start to go out there yeah. all, all good model shops and some bad ones yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always that with anything, isn't it? <laughs> um, Have you managed to get hold of any yet? Is the question. Not yet. I've got some on order. They'll, they'll arrive at some point, no right. doubt. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. About the MKGP, then, mate. Are you um, are you coming to that? Are you getting involved? Are you um, spectating or? Um, yeah, it's it's a mega event whenever it happens. Um, obviously, in the shopping centre, um, at Milton Keynes. It's a little bit different because you've got so many spectators there. I mean, um, it hasn't happened, obviously, in that shopping centre since pre-COVID. But I remember when I was doing it and Tom Cockrell and we was commentating. You, know, you probably, you guys remember, we had six, seven people deep around that track you know, yeah. watching all the, the racing um, unfold. And so many of them, you know, just, just look, they, they pick a car. And that's their car for the for the rest of the day. You know, they go off around the shops, come back and have a look, see where that blue and white car is, or that pink car is, or whatever. And um, you know, they they like they really get into it. Um, there's also the op- uh, opportunity for them at the um, businesses that you know are looking overlooking the track. Um, we're allowed to say it now, I'm sure, but we're not allowed to say it <laughs> at the at the event on the on the PA, but. You know, there's a nice cafe overlooking the track. Um, and, you know, people, you see them queuing up to go in there at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, and they're literally straight up them stairs, all trying to grab uh, a seat right near the window so they can see the RC racing happening in the shopping centre. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, really puts us out there, as, you know, to all these different people. Um, having... Um, you know the um, amount of people racing, all carrying in the cars, the Rosio bags, and all the stuff. Obviously, 
the shoppers, you know, see all that. And, you know, I'm sure we get quite a few people each year, you know, do take up the hobby and that because of it. Um, BRC is normally there, you know, putting on a arrive and drive. So there's always people that have a go there and you're totally free of charge um, and they can have a go. And obviously it's a, a Friday, Saturday and Sunday event. Um, so we get, you know, many people through the doors, through the shopping centre during the whole weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm there. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm doing as daft as it sounds. Um, I was going to be doing commentating, but I've kind of been superseded with that now because someone else is coming over who's pretty good at doing that. So I'm sort of stepping aside. Uh, I'm sure I'll help, you know, cover when he needs to go for a bite to eat or, you know, we all need a, a toilet break or whatever. You know, I'll be there to do some. And then, as I said to Paul Upton, I'm, I'm there to help and do what's needed. So if there's a bit of scrutineering need doing or announcing, you know, to the pits uh, to tell people, you know, it's, it's going to be very busy with the numbers, as we said. Um, so I might need to announce to people to keep them on the toes. And, you know, we've got to keep it moving to get through the event because um, I can't remember exactly how many heats there is, but it's I think it was down to a an R final, I think, for two-wheel drive, I was told. Yes, I think that's going to be about that was about seventeen, eighteen heats in, won't it? Um, Something and in that region, yeah. Two, and that's if it's yeah. just two wheel drive. I don't know if that's just for two wheel. Yeah, then it's four wheel drive and, and trucks as well. So I don't know the if they're the, what days are running the trucks on. So it'll be yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be pretty busy. I believe it's like the um, like we've done in the past, though, and you know, like the EOS do. So it'll be two wheel drive to start with. Um, and then it'll move into four-wheel drive and the trucks will be integrated in with the, the four-wheel drive yeah, yeah. Uh, format. Well, trucks isn't a premier class. No, I'm not doing them, was, so I can see why they're putting them in with the four-wheel drives. <laughs> I, I remember commentating on you on the uh, no, on the trucks. I think there was don't, you, don't you and a few, a few others. Don't talk about it. <laughs> don't, don't talk about, about it. it. Don't talk There'll about be a recording it. out there somewhere we can, yeah. uh, we can yeah, find. The whole world can, can watch me lose my shit three 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 A finals and get <laughs> <laughs> and get wiped, get the floor wiped by Kev. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. To be fair, truck. Yeah, to be fair, trucks died two years ago. So, yeah, it's all about the four wheel drive. Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think, I don't, I don't know what. I'm sure I've heard four heats of trucks. I don't, I don't know who told me that. Or, Are you I'm not doing like, it then, Ross? Me, no, no, just two wheel drive. Me and Bruce, um, it's all so expensive. Right. Now there's two of us, Muzz. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Double dog, that's right. He's he took your other entry from you. Yeah, so yes, I know. We're just doing two wheel drive and then we're um, heading off home on, um, yeah. on Saturday afternoon. Probably watch some of the four wheel drive and, and, and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we'll head yeah. off Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Saturday yeah. afternoon. Sorry. Well, Race Way 1 are there doing, the, doing the, some coverage, so you'll be able to, to keep an eye on that while you're, you're back home and things anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fine, man. It'd be cool. Uh, Chris is doing four-wheel drive, because Chris is... Chris is Chris, I, don't think, I don't think you've got a two-wheel drive yet. Please, have you, Chris? No, no. So, yes, yeah, Chris has just got, got a four-wheel drive, drive yeah. But, yeah. right, I'll be yeah. there on... Um, I'm, the, I'm going down on the Thursday, anyway. Um, yeah. So, Thursday for me, bit of... Maybe do a bit of work on the car, see if I've, you know, have a bit of final check over it. Mm. Yeah. I'll probably do most of the prep at home, refill the shocks on Thursday there before we start on the Friday. Yeah. Um, well, as we know well, with yeah. these events, you know, it, there's always cancellations. And with that you, sort of number of people, you, you might if, get in. And if you're there first, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's it. I'll be, I'll be there. You know, so I'm here. I'll, have a t- I'll, I'll take a two-wheel drive just in case. Yeah. And if, and if um, someone can't get their Bowden in one of the 
the high heats, you might be slotted straight in, you know, to top heat or next to top heat, possibly. Oh, no, but if it's, if it's the last minute. These, we've spoken to some of the top drivers before, mate, and we you just don't to move over when you're lapping, sort of thing. Yeah, we just don't think it's fair that, you know, that I'll, I'll put the nose out of place like that. It's, I have to back off, mate, otherwise... I don't want these superstars getting all upset. You know what I mean? It's, it's a think, bit like that. I think all joking aside, uh, I haven't seen anything with the heatless or anything as yet. Um, but I think from the format and, and stuff that I've seen and, and heard, you're literally straight into uh, you know, practice, which is your seeding practice. So people need to be on it from the start because that's going to determine what, what heat you're going for qualifying. Yeah. It, no, it is. It's it is a big event. Obviously, it's a good event. Um, yeah. Like I say, if I, I'll be if I mate from there and I get a two wheel drive place on the Thursday, I'll be buzzing. Um, but you know, I've, yeah, I've well, moved. At least if you're there, you you're sort of there in the right place, ready to be you know put into the meeting if the opportunity uh, arises. So uh, yeah, it's definitely worthwhile being there. You know, because so many people could drop out. Um, you know, there's, there's that much happening, of course, with people, you know, last minute they've got to go into work or somebody's ill or someone in the family's ill. So, yeah, just just uh, cross your fingers and, and see what happens. But if not, at least you can still spectate. And if you want a job to do, I'm sure I can uh, find something for you to assist with. Well, if if I need to assist with anything, Mars, um I've heard there's a young lad racing. Um, his name is Bruce and he's been dying for a decent mechanic. So, right. I've said I don't. Are you going to try, what are you going to, you going to try and find for me, are you, Chris? Yeah, cheers. Thanks, mate. <laughs> That's going to make it competitive, that is, Russ, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Russ, can, Russ can concentrate on his own car and I'll help Bruce. Yeah. We're so, just going to have to watch for, for Chris sneaking on the rostrum at any point uh, with his radio, Russ. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'll drive your car hey, for you, Bruce. Have a go. <laughs> I, can't, exactly. I, can't use, I can't use Bruce's radio, mate. It's a wheel. I'm, I'm, Christ. I'll tell you so what, just think, just think of the entertainment value for all the spectators. Just yeah. think of the repair bills for us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about your, your fantasy F1, Chris? Oh, yeah. So, a few days ago, I put a post up um, regarding our annual fantasy F1 league competition thing. Don't get me wrong, it does take a lot of work. I just go and set it up on the official thing. Um, I've put the link up on the Grid Talk, relevant Grid Talk pages today. Um, it's free to join. You have to sign up with an email. Um, there's a share, there's a link code there to join the Grid Talk RC um, podcast league. Uh, I think we've said one of the Christmas prizes will be allocated to the winner of the competition as long as you've liked and shared at least five episodes throughout the year. So in order to be eligible for an F1 league prize, you have to obviously enter the F1 league, do well in it, such as win, and you also have to share a minimum of five episodes in the year. But you should be sharing them all anyway. That's fair. That sounds fair so, to me. That's it. So I think uh, as we're speaking, it's only been open about four hours and we've got quite a healthy number of people joining in. So it'd be good. Russ is obviously going to enter. Um, Russ, are you going to have a go? 
possibly. I, I was just thinking, um, just thinking to myself then. With you know, let's see, let's see what you get with entries and with people wanting to do it. But uh, we'll we'll chuck something in for you as a prize for sure. Something, there you go. Something, see something small, nothing like nothing major. A pair of F1 tyres. Yeah, do with F1. that's, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't you yeah. miss your fronts, but you'll have to buy the rears. Yeah. <laughs> or win, yeah, or win twice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, now, so that no, should be, be good fun this year. Um, it can obviously it, you can change the team up every week before an event. Um, four days before. Um, the event of a Grand Prix starts, the, your team's locked. You've got various boosts throughout the year to try and use to to sort of boost your scores up. So, yeah, it should be good. should be a good laugh. Uh, it's, all for, it's all for a bit of, bit of fun, a um, bit of bragging rights for your mates when you can't race. It's necessarily every weekend with them. Cool. Right then, um, Moz, we've been changing the, uh, yeah. the famous questions at the end of the show recently, um, and we've now got a Hall of Fame. So hopefully you've listened okay. in the, recently and you know we do this now. Um, have you got anything? Of you want to, have you got anything you want to throw into the Hall of Fame, the the, the GTRC Podcast Hall of Fame? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's something that uh, has been said before. Um, I've probably got a couple of them to be honest. Um, you know, know, I do tears, organize... totally, totally fine. Yeah, is that all right? It's yeah, not yeah. Being greedy or anything? No. Nah. <laughs> uh, I mean, got a, got an excuse as well because I can say one from an organizer's point of view, um, which I would say the two point four radio. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be in, yeah. in there. Yeah. The days when we were sorting out frequencies and crystals and pegboards and who's on what. You know, a lot of people listening now probably never Anyone have any Bra- idea of how Anyone it was. <laughs> Is anyone on red? <laughs> exactly. And, and do you remember when you was on the best run of the day, Ross? Yeah. Up there on the rostrum, best run of the day, and someone decided in the pits they was going to re-centralise re-centra- yeah. like, the server. And your car would go straight on at the end of the straight or whatever bend exactly. it was at. Yeah. Yeah. So they've switched the, switched the radio on in the pits, but it's all right because I've got the aerial right down, so it's not affecting anybody on the track. Yeah. Which at that point, <laughs> it's still... Yeah. And then, and then, Sam, and then, Sam uh, so made this lead as well, didn't they? That you could connect the radio to the car um, with a lead, and that was still banned. Right, yes, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, yeah, so it did it, transmit the frequency and stuff. Oh yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Supposedly. Here's a question for you then, quick. And in the olden yeah. days, you know, when the you had, so you booked in and you say, I don't know, I've got forty six seven five forty six eight five forty nine whatever. Yeah. Would the computer know if you were in the same final that you had all the frequencies, and, and or would you have to work that out manually, or would the computer say, Put "Yeah, this no, person on that computer, one"? And... The computer did it all. Um, it was very clever the way it was done. You know, back then, obviously, this is from the BBK perspective, from yeah. how you know I've I've sort of you know grown up and used it over the years. Um, but it would you would sort of enter in the crystals, so that's why entry forms used to say minimum of three crystals yeah so you get some bright spark and they've got eight crystals for example yeah so you'd sit there having to click eight different crystals on the computer yeah. as you you bought them in and then it was also clever that it gave you a preferred crystal as well yeah um so you know if there was a number that somebody had that a lot of people didn't have a lot of them was like in the nines like nine seven five nine six five yeah on the 40 make something like that so you could highlight it and put that as the preferred crystal and then if it happened that somebody 
um, in the final, because obviously you got people on a mixture of crystals moving in from different heats into the finals. It always used to do something. Uh, I think it was like there was like a star or two stars either side of the number yeah. uh, on the finals list to notify people that the crystal had changed. Um, and I think it was also done on grid position. So if he was in the A final, then he was cars one and three, for example. Car one would stay with the same frequency, and car three would have to be the one that then swapped to a different one. Yeah. Um, so you sometimes find you made an A final, you got a change, uh, a crystal change, um, and you hadn't used that set of crystals probably for two or three months. So then you change any crystals uh, in your radio and your receiver, and of course you can't switch it on to try it in the pits because you're not allowed to do that kind of thing because of affecting Shit. people on the track. So you go onto the rostrum hoping that your car was going to uh, you know respond to the action you put in yeah. <laughs> um you know, using different crystals of course i mean not only that um, I, I can remember back um it was like a year or two maybe the same year it ca- 2.4 came out or the year before yeah. we did western park um right and they basically everyone got um an email saying you need to have three crystals but they've got to be even numbers because the people right. running the boats were running odd numbers. So, ah, that, right, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. basically, yeah, and because obviously there was more than one p- set of radio the, uh, meetings going on at the event. So, yeah, so the boat yeah. people were on even crystals and, and the, the cars were on odd crystals, something like that. It was, yeah, it was wild. Right. You know, you imagine doing that yeah. across. Yeah. <laughs> how they'd sorted that out as well. It's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, that, that was obviously one yeah. of the, the the main developments with with two point four coming in. Um, but nowadays, from just from a sort of perspective from a race director, um, you know, when we do these events, you don't have the issue with crystals anymore. Um, it's transponders that's now the problem. So because of the clones and different transponders out there, you can sometimes end up with two or three people in the same final or in the same heat with the same PT number. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of a nightmare nowadays. So we've gone away from the crystal problem, but having the transponder issue. How do you get around that now? Is is the rule for that? You've got if you've got the original, you're allowed to keep that number. Is that is that how it works? That's that yeah. That that's how we do it when we do it at workshop and, and things because um, you change. You can't change the you know the proper A and B one. That's the fixed number. Yeah. But these uh, clones like MRT and that. They have, I think, 10 numbers into their memory. Yeah. Um, and you, there's a way. I, I don't know exactly how you do it because I've never done it. But um, it's press. Turn it on. I'm not sure how it is. But <laughs> there's something you do and it changes the uh, it changes the number. Um, and then, you know, they need to find a, a clear number, basically. But whoever's got the original transponder, they go out with that. And then whoever's got the clone, uh, you know, version, they have to change their number or borrow a PT off somebody else if they uh, if they don't know how to do it. Yeah. Um, and the other, the other thing we've just briefly on crystals is um, this probably before Chris's time, is it, Ross? Yeah, probably. Oh, no, I, I, no, I grew up with, I had 27, 27 oh, meg. Yeah, 20, right. you know. Yeah. So yeah, you've yeah, also yeah, stood yeah. Waiting, to go on, waiting to go on for practice and you've been stood there 25 minutes and thinking, is this guy going to dump who's out here on, on my crystal at the minute because the peg's not on the board? And then you find that some bright spark's got it on the radio in the pit still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hasn't, um, put the, hasn't put the peg on. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they used to make like, little coloured ribbons to put on your aerial as well to show to denote which That's one right. you were running? Well, yeah. They used to come with the radios, but you you weren't allowed to run them at race meetings, were you? I'm sure. I remember that bit. Yeah. All I know is yeah. when two point four giga when two point four giga came everything. along, it solved everything in terms of race yeah. directors and everything like that. What it did was it took away a lot of excuses. He did, yeah, yeah. You drove someone off the track back in the day. It was oh interference, you know. Someone, <laughs> yeah. someone switched the radio on or whatever. I tell you what, that was one thing you don't hear anymore. You used to, you used to hear interference is coming off the rostrum yeah. all the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, uh, the the second one, um, I think we've obviously gone through. The crystal bit for people who yeah. uh, don't know crystals, they'll have to Google it and uh, find find out what it what it was we was talking about. Um, I think you know lipo batteries, lithium batteries, has been brilliant yeah. as well. Um, back in the day when we was having to, you know, charge, discharge, use these cell equalizers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember the old pro? Was it protract charges with the crocodile clips on and? Yeah. Yeah. Still got mine. The cells. Have you? You could only use. <laughs> Still your, got you could only use that pack of batteries once a day. That's right. Once yeah. you use that pack, that's it. Put it, put it a bit, you know, put it aside and you know, leave it. That's it for the next meeting. Now, yeah. now I still um, so got yeah, my Protract version eleven. It had lipo availability on it, but you couldn't balance without a special adapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, wow. no, I'm sending is... that back under warranty when anything goes wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, lipo is yeah. the thing, isn't it? Was the thing. Yeah, exactly. Collector's edition now, Chris. The uh, the charger there. I've even still got it. it mate, it's, it's as near as makes the difference, brand new. Um, yeah. Because I had it, and then about six months later, seven months later, I did the inevitable, oh, I'm 16, and I like Cars, Girls, and Beer now. So right. I'm more interested in Cars, Girls, and Beer than I am in RC cars at this point. So it's sat in the <laughs> cupboard for absolutely donkeys. Um, yeah. And it's still there. It, it's, it's got even the original, like the carry bag, the black and... The black bag, yeah, yeah. the pro track on it. With the, yeah, with the black and yellow bag. And sat next to it is still a Novak um, smart discharge tray. Yeah. And an Eagle racing lathe. Me and Russell have decided <laughs> we're going to set a challenge. We're going to take a lathe and an old cob to a meeting yeah. and get one of these young guns, like like one of your Ben Smiths, to, yeah. to try and see what they do motor. with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like and a pair of brushes. You know what this I is? Would, you know what these do? I would suggest you also supply it with some safety goggles because they don't know what they're going to do with it. There's going to be <laughs> there's going to be some stuff flying off everywhere off that armature when it's uh, when it's uh, it's skimmed. It won't be a couple of was it like a thousand? Couple of thousand. No, yeah, yeah. It'd just be like yeah. down, to, down to the course right away. Lovely <laughs> in the winding and everything. Exactly, yeah. the motor brushes, and you can you can file the brushes and drill them as well, couldn't you, to uh, to change the timing and stuff. Yeah, so that's going to be our yeah. challenge. We're going to see uh, which young yeah. gun can skim a lathe, skim a com the best. <laughs> right, then, would you want to thank yeah. anyone before we let you go, mate? Friends, family, sponsors, long-suffering wife? Um, yeah, b- before we do, have we not got anything to discuss about your guys' trip to uh, to Worksop, we had a bit of a battle up there, didn't we? Well, we we did half an hour about it last week, so we, we didn't really want to go, you know, be self-indulgent and do a whole episode on Worksop. Uh, yeah. You know I mean? I it was, I it was, it was dead simple. Russ beat me in four-wheel drive, but I did because I broke down. 
our spanking you didn't get to the nitty gritty though with the other podcast i thought it was a, po- a podcast battle going on as well oh no no mate literally that uh, martin messaged me about this and my oh, response to martin, martin my response to martin was mate you were that far ahead of me i forgot you were even there <laughs> he was, he, he was, I tell you what, he was impressive. So it was his first ever time to work, though, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he, he was very good. Yeah. But yeah, I did, I did suspect, and I said to him, I said, "Hope oh, you've not been here overnight," because he was up there on the uh, on the Saturday. I said, "Hope oh, you've not been here all all hours of the evening and you know, you know practicing while <laughs> dialing you know, the setup, build the trap back up, and then take it apart again." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I said, I joked with him. I said, "Mate, you you and Joe were that far ahead." Me and Russ forgot you were even there. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even a battle. Um, exactly. But it was it was great for you for you guys, but I know it was your first time, Russ, and obviously you you're welcome to, you know, book in and come up to any other ones in the future. And uh, you know, next series maybe if Bowden's there, tell you a bit of spanner in that, maybe uh, Bruce might uh, you know, want to yeah. come up for the date. It, it, it was a it was a great you know, it just depends. It was a great experience, mate. I really enjoyed the surface. And it, and, and it's right. Yeah. All the times we've spoke about it in the past, it's nothing like you would ever imagine. It's not like about Astro, it's not like dirt, it's not like carpet, yeah. it's not like Primafelt, but it is a class yeah. surface to race on. It was it's really And there's always know, so many rumours, you know, about it's like racing on ice and all that kind of thing. It's it's not that. It's you've not, got your car it's, half it's, set up, you you back off the power is the key thing. You gotta you can't run your carpet settings on your speedo and your motor. So you you know, tame that down a little bit, even run blinky mode as some people's done in the past. Um and you know, the the power's there and, and the grip. Yeah, I mean yeah, even even good. the top boys like I don't know, Skidmore and Hall, the car even the low skid, the cars weren't particularly fast down the straight. No, you know, right. yeah, they, they didn't have the bags and bags of power in in the cars, you know. So, but yeah, yeah no, it was a real, real good experience, real good experience. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, uh, getting back to what you uh, what you were saying, um, you know, obviously uh, it's great for you know us in the industry hearing these podcasts. So, you know, give you both uh, you know pat on the back for you, you and Chris as well, which is always great, and all the podcasts around. It's uh, you know great to. To listen to gets the word out there and you know, people don't realize you guys give up your own time in the evenings um you know to do all this sort of stuff so that's that's you know well received by people and uh, you know very good um everyone obviously at schumacher racing from my point of view um you know i've i've not got loads of sponsors like other other people have because i'm not really racing these days um you know but uh, you know everyone at schumacher and uh, you know all our customers and everyone we've got all around the world. It's uh, it's brilliant with you know to to interact with everybody and hopefully we can keep bringing good exciting products along to uh, to everybody. Nice one, mate. Perfect. Do you want to hang around for just for a couple of minutes while we um, thank sponsors? Chris, do you want to go for it, mate? Yes, mate. Um, as as every week, uh, massive thank you to CML Distribution, to Schumacher Racing, and to Will Speed. It's, it's hard to believe we're already nearly a quarter of the way through the year, a quarter of the way through to the Christmas show, where these sponsors are very generous and give you some great prizes. And all I ask is that you like and share and uh, support them through the year. Nice one, nice one. Thank you to the listeners. Guys, thank you very much for getting involved with our podcast every week. We love every message that you send to the page and we always reply try to reply within 24 48 hours don't forget to join up for the fantasy f1 league i'll be doing that soon we finished recording so um 
can either get as involved as you want as you want with that, or you can literally just set yourself a team up at the start of the year and just let it run and see what happens. Um, that's it. Don't forget to like and share to be in a good chance.